0: On this episode of the Harford County Living Podcast brought to you by Miss Trisha's Artisanal Soaps, we had the extinct honor to sit down with some people from the Harford County Health Department again, um, talking about um, National Recovery Month. And in case you don't know, September is National Recovery Month. And what we're trying to do is get everybody in the county to light it up purple. That's right, put purple lights either in your windows, on your front porch, whatever, just We want everybody to light it up purple. Um, So sit back, listen, and in case you don't know what National Recovery Month is, now you're going to find out. You know, it seems like there are several different soups on the market. And if you're like my family, my wife, my daughter, myself, we all use different types of soup. We don't use the same soup. And the hard thing is it's hard to determine what's good for you, what's not good for you. Does it make my skin dry? Does it make it oily? What's it do? Well, I'm here to tell you now there is a local soap that you can get. Miss Trisha's Artisanal Soap, right there in Edgewood, is traditional old-world soaps made from natural ingredients. Miss Trisha's artisanal soaps are made with traditional cold-processed soap-making methods and never contain artificial ingredients. Her recipes use colored clay instead of artificial colors and essential oils instead of artificial scents. So give her a call, 443 655 4575. Again, it's 443 655 4575 for Miss Trisha's Artisanal Soaps.
1: You are listening to the Harford County Living podcast with Rich Bennett. Thank you for coming, and please send any suggestions or comments to podcast at harfordcountyliving.com. The Harford County Living Podcast is produced for your enjoyment, and show notes can be found at harfordcountyliving.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorites RRS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's join Rich Bennett and his special guest.
0: like to welcome everybody to the harford county living podcast today uh we're with the health department again this time with the hopefully i get it right the bureau of behavioral health services right Mm -hmm. sitting here with molly andrea and sean andrea is the director and sean is whatever they tell him to do (laughs)
2: well
0: more or less recovery support (laughs) supervisor right that's correct. this week this week okay, and he's also in charge of finding out information about crab feast and other things. We uh, <laughs> this um, explain to us exactly what is the Bureau of Behavioral Health Services.
3: So we are an outpatient clinic specializing in mental health conditions as well as substance use disorders. We're able to treat um, patients that come from the hospital, they're self-referred, people that may be referred from probation, Department of Social Services, in order to address their mental health and substance use disorders. Um, They can be co-occurring, so someone could be suffering from both of those conditions or just suffering from mental illness or a substance use disorder. Um, We are open Monday through Friday. We offer both um, traditional outpatient services, which is weekly group and individual counseling, as well as an intensive outpatient program, which is a nine hour a week program. Our mental health program is a once a week um, individual counseling or once a week group, as well as medication management with our psychiatrist.
0: So how do people find, I mean, is it, are you guys linked up, I guess, with like the uh, detention center Mm -hmm. and otherwise? So nobody off the street can come in?
3: They can, actually. They can. So we um, have we work with community partners, so we work with the Division of Parole and Probation, so right. someone that's just been released from the Detention Center. We also work with the Detention Center, so we have some staff based in the Detention Center providing services behind the wall, so to speak, mm-hmm. and then to re-enter that inmate back into society. We also work along with Department of Social Services, as well as the hospitals, Harper Memorial and Upper Chesapeake additionally someone can come in off the street that may be seeking help for themselves or help for a loved one they can come in on their own
0: now and it's all types of addictions
3: yes we specialize yeah yeah, we specialize in substance use um, but we can also treat any type of process addiction and if we're unable to treat that we would help do our part and then make any referrals outside. So for someone have gambling addiction, sex addiction, anything like that, we would try and just help them, especially with any mental illness that they may be experiencing with that. But usually along with those disorders, there's other co-occurring, whether it be mental illness or substance use with those addictions as well.
0: Now, has, has this work? Because its I guess it's not like them making an appointment with a doctor or whatever.
3: So we actually are a walk-in clinic. So what that means is someone can walk in off the street and we will see them that day for an assessment so we don't like to turn people away because when someone's ready for help we want to meet them where they're at and help them that day Um, unfortunately sometimes it does limit us so that person may need to hey we have someone available an hour just hang tight you know we have other people that need to be seen. Um, we do scum scheduled assessments, and those okay. would be people with private insurance, just to make sure that there's a provider available. As good as you um, insurance. yep. Um, just to make sure that there's some providers available to see them. But otherwise, we are a walk-in clinic, so someone can come in for a walk-in assessment. If someone wants to be seen by our psychiatrist, that's where we would have to schedule a follow-up appointment. Once someone comes in for an assessment, they're assigned an individual and group counselor, as well as put into a program, whether it be our intensive outpatient or our outpatient program.
0: So how do people get in touch with you?
3: At their, for their initial appointment? Yeah. So for their initial appointment, they can always call our front desk should they have any questions about operating hours, address, location, anything like that, or they can just walk in and we can answer questions or see them that day.
0: Tell everybody where you're located so so they don't get lost.
3: (laughs) We are located at 120 (laughs) South Hay Street in Bel Air. Um, We're in uh, in downtown Bel Air and we're on the third floor.
0: And you only had the one clinic, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, is there, well, I guess the website's the health department's website. Yes. People can go there and get yes. more information. Yeah. Yes. Now, Sean, what exactly is it that you do? Okay, so
2: <laughs> I do whatever they tell me to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, hold <you> up. <laughs> So I'm the recovery support supervisor. Uh, what that means is I supervise or oversee any recovery support services. Um, and recovery support services are... Peer Recovery Support, State Care Coordination, uh, Maryland Recovery Net, and those are just big long terminologies that you have no idea what that means, but.
0: Well, yeah, the first one you said, Peer Recovery Support, what exactly, because when you say peer, I'm thinking friends.
2: Right, right. So So, what exactly is that? So Peer Recovery Support um, is a program that we offer and many other programs across Maryland specializing in behavioral health offer. Um, And it it was this idea that people kind of came up with where, um, I guess the best way to explain it is, I'm in recovery, um, and when I was going in and out of outpatient treatment centers or inpatient treatment centers, uh, I wasn't always able to connect with someone that was in recovery that had been through struggles I had been through um, and had seen the other side, um, and you know i was assigned a counselor but that counselor always wasn't in recovery so they thought let's p- put these people going in clinics um with get them in touch with people that are in recovery right? like a support group right exactly okay. so it had been where they had been right and um that has the lived experience right and uh so peer recovery support when they come into the health department what that would look like is it's, it's a voluntary service, no one's forced to do it. There's myself, another gentleman, and two other females that we have um, that are all uh, in recovery from substance use disorders. Um, voluntary service, uh, we're not, it's not as strict as the clinician's role. So we're, like, with the clinician, they are assigned to meet with that person at a set time, at a set location, and that's it. Uh, for us, we're able to meet with individuals outside of the health department. So, if someone wants to go to some type of recovery group, mutual support group, we're able to take that person, we're to pick them up and drive them. If they... That's awesome. Right. If they want to go do... We've had... Other people that we've had work with us in peer recovery support, like my old co-worker Jeff took Mm -hmm. somebody to go shoot pool because they weren't able to go shoot pool without drinking. That was a problem for them. Right. right? So they were showing them, okay, you can do this over. Uh, uh, One of my old co-workers, Laura, took a girl to her doctor's appointment because this girl was getting teeth pulled and was afraid that she couldn't say no to the pain medication that they were going to give her after the dentist appointment.
0: I guess you're also creating a bond there too. Correct.
2: which is—I mean, that's to me that's key. And there's no hierarchy. That's right. why they call it peer support. Okay. Um, usually, in the clinician's role, there's some type of hierarchy. Mm-hmm. No offense, Andrea. <laughs> the clinician <laughs> is usually above the client, right? And the way that we are, or the peer and the peer support specialist, is there's an equal level there. So the pe- so you get other peers to help. And you said some of them are volunteers? Not volunteer basis here, okay. but other places there are, yes. Okay,
0: okay, interesting. And the other one you said is what, Maryland Recovery? Maryland
2: Recovery Net is a program that the Behavioral Health Administration of Maryland has placed um, throughout different agencies across the state. And what that looks like is anybody who's interested in recovery or in some kind of recovery program, um, we're able to support them with funds for housing. Now, it's not just any kind of housing, it has to be recovery housing. Right. And it has to be recovery housing that is certified through the Behavioral Health Administration. And there's a couple in this county, but anybody in any, any kind of recovery recovery program, that means the health department, AA, NA, pretty much anything that is recovery oriented can get support through that. That's all, I see I didn't realize
0: that you guys did that. Oh yeah. I mean, when you said peer recovery, I'm thinking something completely different. But that is awesome. Yeah. I mean, there because well, as we know, there are a lot of people out there that need to help, but they're afraid to talk to somebody. Right. But somebody that you know has, and you said you've been through it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're. It's like the experience. Yes. And I think more people can. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? relate yeah thank you yeah that's (laughs) it (laughs) they they can relate with you better um that's wow god that's that's amazing i i just i never knew i i
2: am glad i came
3: here yeah because this is not many
2: people know that we offer this service and uh i think those that participate will find it extremely helpful i think for myself one of the changing factors of me getting sober this time around was listening to people that had done this before me Mm -hmm. right and i say that to people i don't really like to say i'm a peer recovery specialist when i meet with people i'm just like an average human being that used tons of drugs and alcohol and is now sober which i guess that might not be average but uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know um what i like to say is i have five years sober today when i meet with people i will tell them that today i mean not exactly today I mean, don't at the present time, on September 23rd, um, I'll have six years without any drugs or alcohol, right? That's awesome. Um, and and I don't say that to brag, but I say that because when I first got sober, I had to listen to people that had done this before me. Right. right? And with six years, you know, hopefully, in six, you know, when I get to six years, right, um, I'll still have to listen to people that have less time than me and that have more time than me. What worked for them? What didn't work? Right. I just need that support.
0: Now, do you guys get out and
2: talk to other
0: groups, you know, to let them know about?
2: You know, I mean, we it? have peer support specialists that go uh, into the jail and do a group there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. They go to Hartford Memorial and do a group at the Hartford Memorial Hospital. Well, no, I don't mean like
0: that, those types of groups, whether it be Kiwanis, you know, other organizations, to let them know what you guys do, because as we know, there's somebody could have somebody at home that's mm-hmm. addicted, but will not seek the help. They will not, mm-hmm. you know, go to the hospital. They won't go anywhere, um, and they wonder what else they can do. Um, I, I mean, I and I say that because I I had a friend who, unfortunately, their son was addicted, and did everything they could to try to get him help, but he just wouldn't listen. Right. You know, um, and yeah. You know, unfortunately worse things happen but there and then and same token there was some other friend who actually did seek help and was able to get help and I think they're two years sober now which is good so yeah and which brings us to September now Mm -hmm. because that's something big that's going on you want to tell us about that Molly
1: sure so September is recovery month and we are partnering with Uh, Harvard County Government, the Town of Bel Air, and the Harvard County Sheriff's Office to light up Main Street, which means that each business on Main Street will hopefully hang purple Christmas lights that we handed out to them in support of Recovery Month. And so our goal is just to light up Main Street purple at nighttime. Hopefully you'll see some pretty lights And it's not for the Ravens. I was going to (laughs) say And it's for recovery month. So, and recovery from substance use. I think there were a lot of questions when we handed out lights about recovery from certain types of cancer. But this September is, in fact, substance use recovery.
0: So what can other people do to get the word out? Besides you guys. I mean, like myself. What can besides doing this? What else can somebody just doesn't even know about this? What can they do to get the word out there? Because they like I said, this I'm shocked. I didn't realize that you guys did all this.
3: I guess the first thing to do would be to become knowledgeable of the services that are out there. And I think that the first place, I think, to look would be at this level, at the local level. Um, Local health department, we're able to see a vast majority of the people in the community where that safety net provider. So kind of just even saying, hey, call the health department or go up to the health department. We can connect people to other resources even if we're unable to help them. We make that referral somewhere else. Unfortunately, we're not able to treat every condition, every person, and we would make those referrals somewhere else. So just even people becoming more aware of us and the services we provide, and knowing that we can possibly be a link or stepping stone to other partners in the community.
0: Now, you guys got anything coming up? I mean, Sean, I know,
2: has mentioned something about this. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> so, um, each year in, in, in September for Recovery Month, we usually throw an event, and and historically, we've partnered with different organizations in the community, different organizations mm-hmm. that specialize in substance use disorder treatment. Um, and this year, we we decided to well, we didn't decide. Um, Ashley Addiction Treatment, yeah, you know, um, is going to be throwing a crab feast, um, and that's going to be on September 30th, Sunday, September 30th. It's going to be at Aberdeen. Um, it's going to be in Aberdeen at the Ironbird Stadium, oh. Ripken Stadium. Um, which is How big be, of a
0: craft piece is this?
2: It's going to be – we hope it's as big as possible because all the money is going to go back into their treatment facility. And their nonprofit that's treatment, all, yeah. it will go back into scholarships. So That's awesome. Right? And actually, yeah. scholarships a lot of Harford County residents. And that's one of the reasons that you know we really like that they, they have this event. And um, this
0: is open to the public? So yes. Can oh, them? yeah.
2: All right. I'll make sure I share that then. Yeah, um yeah, we'll we'll put a link up on Facebook, uh, I would imagine or other social yep. media.
1: Mm-hmm. Information will be available through our social media pages so you can purchase tickets. Okay. Any idea, idea how much tickets
2: are? I think they're going to be around $30 to $40 approximately. I'm not exactly sure. That's true. it? It's it's gonna be relatively cheap promoter. as, as like
0: That It's gonna be That's great. Cheap.
2: I mean, I went out there to look at uh, the location with them, and they're talking about putting football up on the is it jumbotron? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, that? right. Close off right the big TV. The big TV. Um, <laughs> I don't know sports really well. They uh, they're gonna put it up on that screen, and they have like a moon bounce, and they just want to utilize the area really well. So it's
0: actually gonna be in the whole stadium. Not exactly.
2: Just- yeah, and we're going to be wow. there. We're going to give out information um, and other organizations, We they actually want to invite them to give out. So if anybody So wants like to different know, vendors set up. Exactly. I mean, they're going to have tables. So if you want to know, you know, if anybody is listening to this podcast and they want to know, how can I help somebody in the future that might have a problem, mm-hmm. that's a perfect place to go. There's going to be tons of resources from the county, from different providers in the area. On the 30th? On the 30th, yes. Hmm.
0: Hopefully, I don't have anything going on that day. I might have
2: to make that one.
0: Because uh, I know that we, that's cheap. Yes. That is very cheap. I think the last crab feast I went to was
2: $90 Yeah, a I mean, person? Well, here's the thing. is It's yeah. not going to be any alcohol because it's a recovery event. So that, that's going to knock Sign? off some. Yeah,
0: Believe it or not, Mountain Dew and crabs go together well.
2: Believe it.
0: <laughs> or water. Water's better, but, you know. So, all right, so September 30th, any idea on the time? Uh, I'll put you on to the be spot to, to be determined. To be determined. Thank you. Okay. All right, so we'll, uh, we'll definitely get that up on the uh, Hartford County Living page on the calendar, events, And Molly's going to, you said you're going to put a link on the Facebook page?
1: Yeah. What is
0: your Facebook page?
1: So you can find us, uh, Hartford to. County Health Department, <laughs> on Facebook. And our Twitter feed, our Twitter handle is at uh, Harco Health D E P T. Um, so department for short. Did you have help from somebody in the
0: background? On yes.
1: That or something? <laughs> yes, my lovely coworker helped me figure out what what the handles work for our social media that sure. I should have know anything heavy over there can throw at me? <laughs> and our website for more information about any of our programs including behavioral health um, and we'll have information about the crab feast probably on our homepage. but you can find that information at harfordcountyhealth.com you can also submit questions if you have any questions about any of this information or any other programs that we have there is a contact us and you can email questions that um, go to our our mailbox and we are pretty quickly we're pretty responsive to those emails so
0: i you know and i gotta thank you molly personally because this is what the third third or fourth mm-hmm. podcast and and I, every time i come and do so i learn more okay. about what the health department does yes i didn't realize all these services and clinics mm-hmm. departments within departments, or whatever else. Um, And I mean,
1: that's just awesome. Yeah, and we're certainly very appreciative that you're willing to come out and and broadcast about our programs, because there aren't a lot of people that know the wide variety of services that we offer. So, you know, we try really hard to get our information out there.
0: And the thing is, not everybody can Afford services, mm-hmm. you know they they don't have insurance to go to the hospital or whatever. Right. But there's people don't realize there's always something out there, especially right. in the county, to help you.
1: Right, and if and, you don't have insurance, you can come to the health department. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> I mean that's, uh, and I don't think a lot of people realize. That. Right, um, and help is key.
1: Andrew, can you talk about if um, somebody does not have health insurance, like the process?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So if someone comes into the clinic and wants to be seen for an assessment or wants help, they can, we actually have MCHIP workers, which are the Maryland um, Health Connection workers that are stationed upstairs with us. So that person can go and see one of our, they're called adjusters or navigators, and sign up for health insurance so that they can be connected with health insurance and then we can still see them that same day. Um, Likewise, we also take Blue Cross Blue Shield and we can work with someone should they be on um, self-pay or a sliding scale based on their income.
0: Trick question. Do they have to live in the county? No.
3: No? No.
0: No. No.
2: We'll help people from wherever. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. If anybody has any questions, they can always call up front. It Mm -hmm. usually comes back to the peer recovery specialist, but we get Mm -hmm. phone calls multiple times a week where someone says, I need to get into a rehab, but Mm -hmm. I can't make it up there. And this is one thing I think the peer recovery specialists do real well is they navigate the system very well. They know what resources are available Um, so even if somebody can't get up to the health department and they just want to call from home and need help that way we're more than willing to Mm -hmm. that's awesome
0: man anything else to add i knew you got you have to have more and I'm also, also, Andrea. I want to apologize to you first of all because I think I scared you when I said we were waiting for the camera crew to come in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is no camera crew, uh, I break the cameras. So, <laughs> um,
3: I don't know. I think we have a really good, um, good staff upstairs that really works to meet people where they're at, and they're very passionate about the job that they do. So, I don't think that people can sit here and say that we don't care we don't care right. about the job that we do in the community we serve so i think that we try and accommodate people the needs that they have um, meet them where they're at and try and facilitate their care and whatever that means for them we try and foster I think if
0: you didn't care you want to be here first yeah, of
3: all absolutely we try and foster uh, you know an accepting environment that people feel comfortable and can talk and i think we have a good treatment team you know the right. clinicians along with our peer support specialists um, our psychiatrists all try and work together to Help people in their road to recovery.
0: Now, how many people do you actually have in your Bureau. service? Huh? Bureau. Bureau. Thank you. How many clients yes. about or no, uh, how many clinicians? No people working.
2: Um, I, I would. 15?
3: I would say about 15 counselors or clinicians that um, we have some that are licensed in mental health, some that okay. are licensed in addiction, some that specialize in both. Uh, we have a psychiatrist, we have four peer support specialists, um, we have a clerical staff, we have the um, insurance um, people that help us with that. I would say between around 15 um, counselors we have up there, um, facilitating the group and individual sessions in That's good.
0: So it's yeah. very it's very tight knit. Yeah. I mean, it's not you know everybody that works yeah. there. Yeah. Unlike yeah. some big organizations yep. where mm-hmm. right. you know yep. you don't know everybody. Yeah. And how how many peer support specialists? We have four. Four. So I'm am sorry I, I I don't mean to tell you this interview but to me the peer support specialist seems like the backbone here. You know, from, from, from what Sean was telling me you, you guys do a lot nah yeah. you know you do a lot too. and but. I
3: think it's just working together yeah. I think that someone comes in in need of services and they can speak to someone that's kind of been there done that that lived experience yeah. that they can relate to and then you know once they get them in the door we kind of facilitate where they're going to go next and help them work through a process and help them become that best version of themselves so we all have to kind of work together
0: and how long has this bureau been in place?
3: Um, I know we've been at this location, what? Um, I'd say at least seven or eight years we've been really? at the Hay Street location. Yeah.
2: Wow. Okay. Yeah. And how long have you been here, Sean? Oh, gosh. I <laughs> think it's um, four years. Four,
3: four, four years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And what did that do? Almost eight seven year? years. Almost seven About years. About six and a half years. Wow, it's, you guys love what you do. Yes. Yeah. That, that makes when you help somebody, it just makes it so much different, doesn't it? I mean, to me, it makes your. Mm-hmm. I don't really consider it a job. I look at it as um, almost like a hobby, I guess, because it's fun doing it. Yeah. A lot of people sometimes, you know, you, when you say you're having fun at work, and well, you're not working. Yeah, you are. <laughs>
2: I mean, to me, and that's that's a big thing. Um, You know, I just wanted to say really quickly. Go ahead. (laughs) When Andrew was talking, it made me think, and having been in the system myself and Mm -hmm. having gone through inpatient and outpatient treatment centers, um, I love the health department, the behavioral health um, bureau upstairs. I think that the clinicians really do care, and the philosophy of the clinic is one that um, they actually care about the patients and their well-being because I have been to places that you're just touched, right? They just see you, they sign a piece of paper, right? And then, and then...
0: Forget who you are exactly. once you walk out. Yeah. Right?
2: Um, and that matters that clinicians really care and the psychiatrist yeah. just really cares.
0: It's more personal, which like I said, it's like you're creating that bond. And that's, I think that's key. That helps any addiction. I mean, that to me helps more than anything.
3: Um, just to know that there's people out there that support them. That Yeah, yeah we may hold them accountable. Uh, clinicians may hold them accountable and kind of bust their chops sometimes. But it's to it's to help them, and that they always have that support network between you know the clinicians, the peers, the psychiatrists that we're all here to help them as they recover.
0: So if all right, I if I knew somebody that needs help, what? Of course, they they don't want to go ahead and get on their own. I don't want to say I force them into my car, but am I allowed to bring them up here or do they have to say they want to come up?
3: No, you can bring them up.
0: I can bring them up. Okay.
3: And usually as far as the assessment goes, and this is like a little clinical mumbo jumbo, as long as that person gives consent and allows you to come back with them in their assessment, that's fine. You can come back and, you know, give any other additional information that we would need. And they may need that. They may need that kind of initial push. And then we kind of take it from there.
0: I guess this is a trick question too. Um, well, because I, I, you never think about all these addictions. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about it before, gambling, mm-hmm. um, what Was it? you said sex, yeah. I would have never thought of, but yeah, you're right, substance abuse, mm-hmm. alcohol. Are there any types of addictions that you don't um, cover? Which I guess, I mean, it's kind of hard because you, almost anything could be
3: an addiction. I mean, I, I look at food addictions, you know, and working with people that have had food addictions that I personally worked with. And that, again, it encompasses both mental health conditions as well as unaddictive behavior and kind of trying to get to the root of that. Granted, I make referrals if I'm unable to treat them as far as other binge eating, you know, type of groups, support groups in the community, or would refer to an eating disorder clinic that specializes in that if I'm unable to meet their needs. But most of the addictions that we do see, we can still kind of treat and break down to a level that we can make a difference and if we can't we have no problem making referrals outside if it's outside of our scope
0: okay so, yeah. uh, I know that I think we talked about it on one podcast cigarettes yeah I mean to me that's still an addiction what yeah. is an addiction yeah. Do you get a lot of people in for that
3: We do. We have a lot of people though that are reluctant to address that because they're worried or more consumed and concerned about their presenting problem. So we do try and make that a treatment goal while they're in with us, you know, as Mm -hmm. far as tobacco cessation classes, which the health department also offers, or our um, psychiatrists can prescribe any nicotine lodges, patches, gum, things like that. So we do try and address that, but I think people are a little more reluctant to give that up when they're trying to work on everything else. So... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: it's amazing it's still amazing everything that the health department does um, and still gets me how many people out there don't realize that you guys are there to help yeah. and, and off, offer so many different services yeah. um, it, it still baffles me so well i want to thank you all anything to add do it now Before the cameras
1: coming, (laughs) Uh, I'll make one comment about Recovery Month. About Recovery Month, if um, any households are interested in changing their outdoor lights to purple light bulbs, you can do that and show your support for September being Recovery Month.
0: Awesome idea! Yeah. You always see the blue light bulbs, right? The green light bulbs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Luckily, no red light bulbs. Although I have seen a couple. People forget the real meaning behind that. What does that (laughs) mean? The red light bulb? Oh, sorry. Yeah, never mind. I'll <laughs> tell you when we're done. Um,
1: where can you find purple light bulbs? Though Amazon or the store? I shouldn't. Not
0: the black light bulbs, purple bulbs, because there's a difference.
1: You can maybe do a search that's for purple light bulbs. Uh, that's a great idea. An internet search for light bulbs.
0: That would be awesome. We can get. I know you can, we can't get the whole county, but if we get a lot of people put the purple light bulbs on their you know, yeah. front door, right? For the month, yeah Hey, I'm game. There you I'll go. I'll do it. I think I got one somewhere. Not, I'll get a can of spray paint. Well, where did can. you get yours? Oh, you got to ask me a <laughs> trick <your> question. <laughs> um, I have Home
1: Yeah.
0: No, I didn't get mine. We well, just get said get where mine. could you get
1: purple lights? You already City. have one. I think
0: I went to Party City. I think that's where I got it.
1: Yeah. I might be wrong. Okay. Amazon. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) I don't know of any local stores that carry them.
1: I don't
0: know. Hmm. Well, put somebody on the spot now. I will have to call up the local store and tell them to carry purple light bulbs for the month of September. So, I want to thank you all again and let's do this again next year for Recovery Month or even sooner for anything else. Maybe we'll get the people in the background to talk this time. Right. Look, they're all there. We can talk on, about their health data. On their right. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, if anybody wants to come on the Harford County Living Podcast, it is free to come on. Um, whether you want to talk about your business organization, event coming up, or just want to be a guest and ask questions. Um, you know, reach out to us at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com or call us at four four three nine eight two zero two five zero. You know, it seems like there are several different soups on the market. And if you're like my family, my wife, my daughter, myself, we all use different types of soup. We don't use the same soup. And the hard thing is, it's hard to determine what's good for you, what's not good for you. Does it make my skin dry? Does it make it oily? What's it do? Well, I'm here to tell you now, there is a local soup that you can get. Miss Trisha's Artisanal Soup, right there in Edgewood, is traditional old world soups made from natural ingredients. Miss Trisha's artisanal soaps are made with traditional cold processed soap making methods and never contain artificial ingredients. Her recipes use colored clay instead of artificial collars and essential oils instead of artificial scents. So give her a call, 443 655 4575. Again, that's 443 655 4575 for Miss Trisha's artisanal soaps.